That's good news. While we're still sinners, Christ, that's kind of bad drawing, right? Is the cross. Christ died for us. The gospel is not about us. It is about what God has done for us through Jesus Christ. God is the author of the gospel. When he, when confronted with human rebellion, he chose to become our redeemer, our deliverer. That's why the Bible tells us that the Father has sent his Son to save us. Most famous passage in the Bible, John 3, 16, for God so loved that he gave. He initiated it. He started. That's the gospel. That's why we call it, it is gospel of God. Let's say you were drowning into the river water and you didn't pick his hand. He tried to save you and grab my hand. You know, we didn't grab his hand. We didn't have even desire to grab his hand. That's what the Calvin mentioned in, in, you know, you have probably heard totally in Calvinism, right? First T stands for total depravity. We are totally deprived. There's no chance we can save God. But He came. He initiated to come to save us. That's why it is gospel of God. And second point is this. It is the gospel of Jesus. Second Corinthians 2.12 says, Now when I went to the trust to preach the gospel of Christ and found that the Lord has opened the door for me. It is the gospel of Christ. It centers upon the Lord Jesus Christ. Not only gospel begin with God, if we didn't move first move, nobody, I mean, we wouldn't be here today, right? Not only began with God, it centers upon Lord Jesus Christ. Who He is and what He has accomplished in His life, death and resurrection. That's why, once again, God demonstrated his own love while we're still sinners. Christ died for us. Remember this passage? Jesus says in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He said, I am the way. Not one of the many ways. I am the way. The truth. Life. He said, no one comes to Father except through me. When you study the book of Acts, apostles, disciples of follow Jesus, they were claiming the name of Jesus Christ. There's no other name was given to us. That's why we're pro- proclaiming the name of Jesus Christ. That was the message that disciples, follow of Christ, proclaimed it. What's that really mean? You know, he once said to this to, to his disciple, I tell you the truth. When you look at the original text, he says, I tell you the truth. I tell you the truth. He was emphasizing this passage. This is so important. So I want you to hear this. And he would say, I tell you the truth. Amen. Amen. Then he said, Whoever hears my word and believes in him who sent me has eternal life and will not be condemned. He has crossed over from death to life. You see, because of sin, we have to die, right? After they will face judgment. 
Bible said, Jesus said, whoever hears my word and believes, he has eternal life. It's not after you die, you're, you're going to enter into heaven, you will have, it's not like that. It is, he already has eternal life. Will not be condemned, no condemnation. Crossed over from death to life. No. You see the comparison, right? That was us. But Christ came to show his way. Whosoever two conditions are needed here. Whosoever hears my word. And believe. We are hearing the message so many times. You are hearing right now. Right? We hear the message. But this part is kind of a tricky one. What do you mean by believing? It's not a concrete, right? It's kind of abstract. It's hard to, you know, fully grasp it. What's that mean? Let me try to, uh, again, I want to stick with the manuscript. I, I, want you to, I want you to give me full attention. I want to just read this passage, what, what, what I'm trying to say here. Jesus Christ has come into the earth world, fully God and fully human. He perfectly obey God's law and perfectly fulfill God's will. He died in our place and as our substitute, paying for our sins. He rose from the dead on the third day and he ascended into heaven. He will one day return to the earth to establish his kingdom. In the meantime, we are commissioned to preach the gospel to all people everywhere. To say this way means that the gospel doesn't center in our feelings or our sentimental notions. The gospel is rooted in a time and space in the facts of history. It, you know, gospel is the fact. In the incarnation, in the truth of what God did when he sent his son to the earth. God did this out of love and pity for us. He knew that there is no hope unless he took the initiative to save us. Salvation begins with admission that there is nothing good in us. Nothing in us that can contribute to our salvation. That we are utterly helpless and unable to save ourselves and the salvation must come from outside of us. God offers salvation one, on one simple and single condition, a wholehearted faith in Jesus Christ. Trusting Him alone as Lord and Savior. Resting upon Him for complete salvation. Renouncing all self-trust, admitting our sinfulness, confessing our need, and crying out to Jesus to save us from our sins. Those who trust in Jesus Christ and Him alone 
are saved forever. Yes, that's the younger Leon. They are forgiven for all their sin, born again, brought into God's family, declared righteous while they were still sinners. Their sins are placed on Christ and his righteousness is imputed to them and they receive new nature and enables them to walk in the brand new life, brand new direction. They are given eternally, eternal life, and guarantee they will go to heaven when they die. But you know what? Heaven begins here when you receive Jesus Christ into your personal Lord and Savior. Because heaven began here with Jesus. Wherever Jesus is, there's heaven. Wherever Jesus is, there's kingdom of God take place. That's why you will experience the heaven. And it was going to extend it to the eternally. Therefore, we cannot add anything to what Christ has done on the cross. That's the gospel. And see, gospel started with God. And it centers upon the Lord Jesus Christ. And it has to be your gospel. It has to be our gospel. That's the third point. It is my gospel. That's what Paul said in 2 Timothy. Remember, Jesus Christ raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel. This is what Paul said. This is my gospel. It's not enough to know the gospel. It's not enough to know the truth. You must believe the truth. You must believe the gospel. It's not enough to possess the truth. The truth must possess you. Paul called it my gospel. Can you say that? It is my God. It is started with God and it centers upon the Lord Jesus and it is my gospel. Can you say that? That is my prayer. We all can say, yes, Lord, it is my gospel. Gospel we preach is so simple, so simple, that little children can believe it. And it's so profound that the greatest scholars have been pondering it for 2,000 years. The only thing you bring to the table is your need of a Savior. Come with empty hands and he will fill them. This passage 320 here I am. This is what the Lord said. Here I am. I stand at the door. This is your heart's door and knock. He's keep knocking at the door. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he eat with me. In Hebrew's concept, eating, the dining together is very intimate, intimate things. And Jesus Christ is inviting us to this relationship. I stand at the door. That is your heart. That's, this is our heart. Okay? And there's a door. But uniqueness of this door is this. From, and every door has torn up, right? But this door, you don't have torn up. Especially from outside. You cannot really... Get, Enter this door. Unless the person, inside person, opens the door. This is what we call free will. God didn't make us like a robot, program us and you just obey whenever I say something. He didn't do that. God gave us free will. So it's totally upon us. Each individual, God has given you free will. And he's 
inviting us. You know, when I think about the Jesus, He is so gentle God. He's always inviting His people. Come, all are thirsty, hungry, I will feed you, I will give you a drink. He's standing at the door, and now if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come and eat with him and eat with me. I know many of you guys have received, you know, had this personal invitation from Jesus and you have made a decision. If you did, I want to have assurance. Because the invitation was from the Lord Jesus Christ and it was the word of God, living truth. Everything will fade away, but the word of God will remain forever because it's a living truth. So hold on to that. If you haven't received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, it is your time. It requires only one thing, wholeheartedly heart to Jesus, admitting our shortcomings and receive His grace. Grace is a gift from God, available to everyone. It's only if you only find in Jesus Christ. Let me conclude this passage today. The gospel is good news, the best and most important news in the world. It is good news because it comes from God. It is good news because it tells us what Jesus Christ has done for us. It is good news because it can change your life. It is good news. Gospel is the reason why you and I, THMC, exists. The gospel is the central message of the Bible. Therefore, we must know it. The gospel is, is the gospel plan of salvation. Therefore, we must believe it. The gospel is the man for everyone. Therefore, we must preach it. For that reason, you and I, this THMC exist. Let's pray together. I gave my life to Jesus when I was a high school student. I was 17. When I heard this message, I didn't know much about the Bible. I just transferred from Korea to United States. I had so much issue. I had a cultural difficulties and language barriers, and I had so much hard time. And, but when I heard this message, though I didn't know much, I just simply gave my life to Jesus. From that moment, God was so faithful. I never regret that decision that I made. It was simple prayer that I offered to the Lord. It was sinner's prayer. And I just want to, as a, as, a, as your pastor, I want to make sure that you made this decision to Jesus. If you haven't made this decision to Jesus, I want to invite you. This is between you and God. Everyone is like crossing their eyes. So, uh, you know, if you feel like God is inviting you today, if you haven't made this decision in your life, this is the time. I want to pray for you. If that is you, maybe you can just raise your hand and, and, and put your hands back because I want to pray for you. Okay, you may, you, thank you. You may put, put it up. Okay. 
anyone else. Jesus Christ is inviting us personally. God has given you free will. Only you can make the decision. Even if I love my son, I cannot make this decision for my son. He has to stand before the Lord. Let me ask you once again: Do you want to welcome Savior into your life? When you make the decision, your name will be written in the book of life, and you are eternally secure. I simply want to pray for you. If that is you, maybe you can raise your right hand and just put it back. Thank you. Thank you. Put it back. Thank you. Put it back. Sometimes it's hard. Even uh, sometimes you feel like you feel like it's shameful because you've been in church for many years, and you feel like, hey, people think I'm a Christian. I don't have to really make that decision. Maybe no, no, no. If you haven't made decision, you you gotta make it. If you're not sure about your salvation, this is the time again. Make sure. Many raised their hands, but I want to ask one last time. If that is you, I want to pray for you. Simply pray for you, and I want you to remember: this is the day that God has saved your life. If that is you, just raise your right hand and just prepare. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, okay. You know, many of us. Raise the hands. I'm glad you made the decision because it is your God use your will. I mean, you made the you know decision before God. It was your decision, so I'm glad you did. So I want you to uh, follow this prayer. This is sinner's prayer that I offered many years ago, and I want everyone to follow this prayer because many of you already are Christians, and I want you to help uh, new believers. Okay, so this is your prayer. So I want you to follow my prayers. Okay, this is I've been praying this prayer many years ago, and this is your prayer. Okay, let's be sincere. Dear God, I want you to repeat after me. Dear God, I know that I am a sinner, and there's nothing that I can do to save myself. I confess my complete helplessness to forgive my own sin. Confess my complete helplessness to forgive my sin, or to work my way to heaven. At this moment, I trust Christ alone as the one who bore my sin when He died on the cross. I believe that He did all that will ever be necessary for me. Stand in your holy presence. I thank you that Christ was raised from the dead as a guarantee of my own resurrection. As best as I can, I now transfer my trust to Him. I am grateful that He has promised to receive me. 
despite my many sins and failures. Father, I take you at your word. I thank you that I can face that now, that you are my Savior. <coughs> thank you <coughs> for the assurance that you will walk with me <coughs> through the deep valley. Thank you for hearing this prayer. In Jesus' name, Amen. You know, whenever I share the good news, I feel like this is elementary things. That's actually what Paul said in 1 Corinthians. It's like foolish, it's like silly, but God is so delightful to save His people through this kind of silly things. But this is not silly because gospel shows the power of salvation. So I'm glad those people who raise your hand and offer this prayer, I want you to make sure that even if you die today, I hope it's not going to happen today, but even if you die today, I want you to know that you are, you're, you are securely, you, your, your life is secure in Christ. Not because of what we have done, but what Christ has done for us. You know what? At last day, I think this is the last day, <coughs> you will see difference between true follower of Jesus Christ and counterfeit ones. What's the difference? Simply admitting that He is my Lord and Savior. And He's going to protect you. He's going to guide you. He's going to lead your life. This is a journey, exciting journey. You will never regret. You know, Christian life is not boring life. It is exciting life. Because He's going to lead your life. This is a journey. It's an exciting journey. This Thursday, I'm going to Guatemala. Coming back Saturday. I can't wait. How God's going to show me. You know, God's going to show our congregation, came congregation. This is exciting. Life can be exciting in Christ. So I'm glad that you made a great decision today. Praise the Lord.